right is the hardest thing you'll ever do. It's simple. Do right. It sounds simple. Uh, I saw in Brother Hunter this morning the Constitution that we have uh, is a document that it says we the people, but it's a moral document. And that document only applies to people when they're going to do the right thing. Uh, if you're not going to do the right thing, the document means absolutely nothing at all. So you can put seven, eight, nine. You can put nine justices up there. They can do whatever they want to do. Uh, they, can, they can twist it and flip it. Uh, one group says it's okay to have abortion. The other group says it isn't. It all depends on their, their leanings. That's all that matters. Uh, so, and, and it has nothing to do with God. It has to do with money. That's all it has to do with. And those guys are sitting there doing it. We're, I love my country. Now, I'm telling you, man, I love my country. I would, be, I would rather be an American than anything else on the face of this planet. I've been around a lot of places, and I just like America. If they called me up tomorrow and said, you got to go back to war, if they put me on a ship, I will go. If they don't, I'm going to Canada. I'm not going to go in the Army. I'm not going to go in the Marines, and I'm definitely not going to go in the Air Force. Nothing I got against them, guys. I'm a sailor. And you're talking about out of, I'd be like a fish out of water, man. That's exactly where I'd be. But I would go back in the Navy. I would be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate. And if I had to go die, I'd go die. I wouldn't hesitate. I know where I'm going to go when I die. Uh, and that, you know, all you're doing is put me in a ministry somewhere else. Uh, the Lord puts you someplace. I remember on a back ship one time, the Lord sat there. I was all mad because I was out in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Now, you gotta, you got to get this. I've mentioned this before. How hard it is to get a Christian that's going to stand for the Word of God on a ship in the middle of the Indian Ocean that can go through the entire ship from point A to point B, up into the, all the radio everywhere, bridge the whole thing, down in engineering everywhere, can preach in anything that moves. How hard it is to get a, a saved Christian man on that ship? It's pretty difficult. Lord, not to him. It's not any problem at all. But I'm sitting there, oh man, and I'm on the back of the ship, and I'm looking at Dale Garcia as we're pulling away from it. And I'm all mad because the captain, we were headed to Singapore, and all of a sudden he gets a message back from the Admiralty, and he said, turn back around and pull in there. And I'm like, oh my God, I was, oh my God, oh my God. and it's like, Lord said, what if I want you on the back of this ship in the middle of the Indian Ocean? What if this is right where I want you? And all of a sudden, I went, click, I got it, man. I got my step back. I'm like, I'm back. I'm here, Lord. I'm sorry. I messed up, man. I forgot this is right where you want me. You know what our problem is in life is we sit there and we let this world dictate to us what it wants us to do. God is in complete control of your life. Amen. If you think you're in control of it, I'm sorry you're not. Uh, he can add it. I read my Bible through here, and I'm telling you, I'm, probably, I'm like Dave. I don't know how to teach. I need to calm down. The Bible says that if you do that, no, I can't. I, can't, I never have been able to do that. But the, we're sitting here, and all through my Bibles, I'm reading it. I see, and this is the lessons. If you don't get it, I'm sorry. I can't help you if you don't get it. If you refuse to listen to what this book says, then you're going to have a problem in life, and there's nothing I can do about that. That's your choice. I'm going to tell you that in this book, it tells you, if you eat a piece of fruit I tell you not to, you're going to mess up the entire planet. One lady. One lady. One lady did it. You say, well, Adam had part of that too. I don't care. Then two people, Adam and Eve, did it. Between the two of them, the rest of the planet, you got problems today? It's Adam and Eve's fault. God stuck him in a perfect environment. Perfect. I don't think the fruit ever fell off the trees. That's how perfect it was. Because for the fruit to fall off the trees, that means it had to get overripe and it just fell off. The, the Garden of Eden went that way. It was perfect. It was always perfect, always will be perfect. Wow, I can't preach about y'all no more. <laughs> but it's always been perfect, always will be perfect. 
you get into Genesis, I, I told you I read my Bible in three sections at a time. I read Genesis, I'm in Jeremiah, uh, I mean, now I'm in Joshua, Jeremiah, and then I'm uh, just finishing Acts. And I, I read all the way through like this, and I come back and do this, you know, G-G-G-G. And uh, I've noticed this one thing all the way through is everybody's screwed up. It, it doesn't matter where you're at in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, they, we still don't do the right thing. Uh, Bob Jones Sr. said do right. You would think that we would learn something from Adam all the way up to Bob Jones Sr. You'd think we'd learn something, but we haven't learned it. Uh, we got a perfect word of God, and we still haven't learned it. And you got a Bible sitting in front of you, and it says right here, here's Isaac. Isaac talks to God. God talks to Isaac. Abraham talked to God. Abraham was a friend of God. And here's Isaac uh, listening to his son, which is a mess, and he's not correcting his son, Esau, and is setting this thing up. So now Rebecca gets involved, and she tries to play God. I'm going to help the Lord out. You know, you can't help the Lord out. You can't do it. I'm sorry. Unless he tells you personally to help me out and to do what I want you to do, uh, you cannot help. What you can do is mess the thing up. And I have seen so many people in, in 43 years mess some stuff up so royally that they can't mess it up any worse. And I'm, that includes me in there, too. Uh, you can't mess it up any more than you've messed it up. And, and it's just going to get worse. The Lord says do it, but I don't like doing what he says do. doesn't matter. He said Jacob is going to get the blessing and Esau isn't. Now, how the Lord chooses to do that down the line, uh, that's between him and, the, and himself, him, him, me, myself, and I, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Outside of that, when Jacob starts or Isaac starts doing what he's doing, the Lord steps in and he says, this is what I'm going to do, and I've got a plan down through there, and I want Jesus Christ to come in. He's going to come through the bloodline of Jacob, and it's going to be the second son, like uh, Adam, uh, Cain and Abel. It's going to be Esau and Jacob. It's going to be the second son, always going to be the second son. Uh, Jesus is coming down the road. Adam's the first Adam. Jesus is the second Adam. It's going to be the second son. It's going to be my plan. It isn't. And it came to pass. Everything comes to pass. Uh, you, all you got to do is hang in there long enough. And I had a guy tell me one time, he says, Mike, stick around long enough. We was at a, a company and everything was going haywire. Uh, and that's the same thing with our country. Everything's going haywire. He says, stick around long enough, it'll change. He says, it'll change. It'll change. Uh, nobody can keep it going the same way over and over again the way it is. Just stick around. And it came to pass when Isaac was old, his eyes were dim. This is the first time in your Bible blindness shows up. And isn't it amazing? It shows up in a man of God. Uh, sometimes we're blind. Uh, we're blind to a lot of different things. We're blind to our family. We're blind to our friends. We're blind to, we have color blindness sometimes where we'll let stuff get in our eyes and we won't see the shades that we need to sh see. Uh, reality is true. You got a Bible that tells you what, what is truth. Jesus Christ stood right in front of Pilate. Pilate looks at him and says, what is truth? You're looking right at it and couldn't see it. Judas was with Jesus Christ for three years and turned him in and they hung him on a cross. Now the Lord knew that. But Judah still did it. It's prophesied in the book of Psalms. Exactly, exactly like it happened. It, it was sitting right there in Psalms. It's there. And you sit there and say, what is that? That's because humans want to do it their way. Each person has a reason why they want to do what they're doing. Uh, there's, there's, you got a motive for what you're doing. The question is, is your motive God's motive or yours? Isaac has a motive. Isaac probably, I would imagine Rebecca told Isaac that the Lord talked to me and, and said that Jacob is going, Esau is going to serve Jacob, the younger, and Jacob is the younger. 
Uh, Isaac said, no, it's not. First case of blindness in the Bible. Isaac's 137 years old. He lives another 43 years after this. There's a good lesson here. You ought to be ready. Let me ask you a question. Are you all ready to die? It's appointed a man wants to die. Are you ready to die? Have you got everything in order? Is your family in order? Is your life in order? I never thought I would draw Social Security. Uh, God's my witness, man. When I started working at 16, 17 years old, I mean, Social Security, they, kept, they said back then, uh, 16, you know, almost 50 years ago, they said Social Security won't be there when you get to the age to draw it. That's what everybody said. I've been drawing it for three years now almost. You know what that means? You can't believe what anybody says. <laughs> you cannot. 50 years of your country, of your politicians, scaring you. That's all they do is scare you. You know what, you know what our problem is? Is fear. Fear will grip a person and make them do some of the stupidest things in the whole wide world. Fear. The fear of this. The fear of being alone. My mom's afraid to be alone. I'm like, good, I'm going to stay away from you. I'll show you what loneliness is. She'll go home. She wants to go back to Louisville. I would call her when she's in Louisville and she'd be crying, bawling her eye out because she's alone. Now she's in Dayton, Ohio, and Beth is over just about every day with her, two or three days. Or other ladies are over there with her. Miss Sue's over there. And, and she thinks, I'm going to go back to Louisville. Uh, why? Well, because, uh, because, because I can get the guy who cuts the grass to take me to all the doctor's appointments that Beth takes her to. I'm like, I doubt it. Not, and he's going to charge you for that. But in our minds, we, we forget the longevity of life. Uh, is your family in order? Are you ready if something happened today? Yeah, and we don't know what our day of death is, and Isaac didn't either. Uh, he's, you know what he's doing? He's getting everything in order. i got to put a blessing on somebody. So let me jump the gun. I don't see any prayer here. I don't see Isaac saying, Lord, what should I do? Have you done that with what's in your life? This, uh, brother, in your Bible, is, it's, it's not just an old story in the Old Testament. This is your life. Uh, you should be applying most of this stuff. I like David. David applied stuff to himself. I was going to preach a message this morning. Uh, Y'all pray for me. <laughs> Brother Howie, uh, I thought he was going to be here at 6 o'clock tonight. Well, no, he was getting here last night at 6 o'clock. And so he, he was in the parking lot at 6 o'clock last night. So I was going to do Sunday morning, Sunday, Sunday school, just like I'm doing right now, Sunday morning. And I called him this morning. And he goes, no, I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, what? So my brain is about, and then Brother Dave walks in the door, and I'm expecting him to be on a plane to California somewhere, and he's here. And I'm like, man, this whole world changes so fast. Brethren, you cannot, you cannot, you, you, you try to get ready for everything you possibly can. You can't cover all the bases, but you should be ready for some things in your life. You know what's wrong with most young people today? No, I'm not picking on young people, but you're not preparing for life. Your, your peer pressure will destroy you. It will kill you. Why? Because it will prevent you from doing what you should be doing. Somebody wants you to do something that you shouldn't do and you know you shouldn't do it, you need to get away from it. That's exactly the bottom line. Uh, if you're with somebody that you can help, help them, man. But if you can't help them, you know what you do? You get a, I did that 43 years ago. I got rid of everybody. Why? Because I knew right off the bat they weren't going to help me. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know what I needed. How was I supposed to know what they did? You know, I realized 43 years ago, there's one person that if he exists is the only one that's going to be able to tell me what I need to do, and I need to figure out a way to get a hold of him, and his name is Jesus Christ. And I've never, I was sitting there, I mean, I was looking for him, and he would throw a little, like, you know, a handsome Gretel. Uh, if you have some of these uh, grim stories, they throw the little breadcrumbs out. It's like Lord putting breadcrumbs out, and I was following the breadcrumbs. 
And one day that breadcrumb right, led me right to a Bible, a King James 1611, and I kept going through that, and the breadcrumbs kept coming out of that book. And the next thing I know, I get saved. And he said, you want, you want me? He said, you'll find me. If you don't want me, you won't. It's out of this book. They sung that song, the King James Bible, the Bible stands. The Bible does, and it's a King James 1611, is where it stands. This thing will change your life. This thing will, I mean, it will completely change you completely. I'm, I'm sitting there half the time, Beth says, how come you're always depressed? I said, because I'm reading that book. And she goes, what is it? And I'm like, if I read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, I'm depressed because they didn't do the right thing. And they're never going to do the right thing because it's in writing. Man, I tell you, oh. I'll give you. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I like Spurgeon. Not I like Brother Spurgeon, but I like Charles Haddon Spurgeon too. He says some things. Maybe it's just a name. Psalm ninety. A verse I was going to use in my morning message this morning was uh, Psalm ninety, verse nine. It says, "For all our days are passed away in thy wrath." That's a psalm of Moses. Moses wrote that psalm. That's all right, brother. Amen. I make noise too. Uh, Psalm, but Moses wrote that psalm, and he's talking about the nation of Israel coming out of Egypt and their trek across the wilderness and coming up to the promised land. And, and you would think God would come up to the promised land and say, hey, guys, you need to go into the promised land. And, and he sends 12 men in there, and, and 10 of them come back, and they're just they're sissies is what they are. Uh, don't be a sissy, man. Find out what God says. Do and do it. Don't care about what anybody else says. Do what God says. Anyways. A ten come back. Caleb and Joshua are the only ones who do the right thing. And God then takes the whole group out and, and kills them. Now here's, here's Psalm 90. 90 verse 9. For all our days are passed away in wrath. Uh, Spurgeon says this. Just as shorten the days of a rebellious Israel. Israel could have been great. Every person 20 years old and upward died in the wilderness. He goes on and says this. Each halting place. Once they went to the promised land. And every time they, they, when they got there, God says, okay, you don't want to go in, fine. Get back out in the wilderness. Oh, no, we'll go in now. Now you're disobeying again. You will not do what I tell you to do. So Spurgeon, I mean, Spurgeon, man, some of these guys, uh, Gil, Gil was there before Spurgeon got there. But when you start reading some of these guys' writings, we don't write like this no more. Just to shorten the days of a rebellious Israel. Are you rebellious? It'll shorten your days. You want to do what you want to do? Fine. Go far and do it, do it man. Uh, it'll shorten your days. Each halting place, every place they stopped once they left. They left there, and they went back out in the wilderness complaining about Moses the whole time. He goes this. He goes, each halting place became a graveyard for the next 40 years. They're out there just running around. 40 years. Each halting place became a graveyard. They marked their march by the tombs they left behind them. 40 years, there was about 2 million people that left with them out of Egypt. And for 40 years, you know, that's what we do. We spend our lives here. And we sit here and think that, oh, this is different. This is back then. No, we do the same thing. Uh, it's appointed on a man wants to die. You got a life. You got one life to live. That's all you got. Uh, I thank God for the Navy. I, I mean, it's, I, I'd probably, I don't know if I would have got it in the Air Force or not. The Lord would have worked me through there. He'd have done the same thing there. Probably I did somewhere else. I mean, he just does what he wants to do. But to be on those ships out there in the middle of the ocean, you're alone. And sometimes the best thing you could ever be is alone. Because when you're alone, guess what? You're going to try to figure out who you are. And until you know who you are, who are you? Uh, I'm Jacob. No, you're Israel. Well, what, what'd you ask for? 
Because uh, I just asked, I just want to know if you knew who you were before I do something for you. I need to make sure you know who you are. And if you know who you are, then you know who I am. If you don't know who you are, you're useless to me. Do you know who you are today? Do you have any idea who you are? You're a child of the king. I'm a saint, St. Michael. I'm a king. I'm a priest. I'm waiting for my job. I'm waiting for my stuff to come in. Uh, my crown and stuff is probably at Amazon on its way here. But, but I know exactly what I am. I'm a judge. I'm going to judge. I'm going to judge angels one day. That's what God, okay, I don't figure that, I can't figure that stuff out right now, but I know who I am. I am, a, I am his and he is mine. I know that. You know what our problem is? A lot of us, we don't know who we are. So we keep scattering all over the place and we'll do the same thing Isaac did right here, mess up. Because we didn't stop and say, Lord, what should I do? Every major decision you make in your life, God should tell you what that decision should be. And once you know what that decision is, you get, well, he hasn't ever talked to me, then don't move. Stay right where you're at until you figure that thing out. You say, what's if I'm in the wrong place? Fine. He knows right where you're at. Stay right where you're at. Unless it's really bad wrong. Uh, like if you're in the middle of a drug deal or something, maybe you should get out of that. Uh, in, in a bar, maybe you should get out of that. Uh, some, something like that, get out of it. But I mean, if you're in a, in a home and, and you got a bed and you got three meals a day and, and you got a job and you're working and, and you're making some money and you're getting up in the morning and you're going to work and you're like, oh man, what am I here for? What am I doing? Just wait, Lord, show you. Just say, hey, Lord, what, what do you want? It works, man. I'm telling you, talk up to the sky. I do that all the time, man. Lord, what do you want? What do you want? You just wait. Did I tell you what to do? No. Then don't do anything. Did I tell you what to do? Yes, then do it. Bob Jones, when he said the hardest two words in our English language is do right. He goes on, he goes, he said, they marked their march by the tombs they left behind them. And you read the stories through Exodus and Leviticus and all that, and that's what you see. All these people dying. And by the time they get back around 40 years marching out there, Lord, Lord still loved them. I mean, their, their shoes didn't wear out. Nothing happened. They still had all the food they needed. Complained about everything. I mean, you haven't complained. Uh, he brings them back up. They're ready to go in the next time. But it's all the young people, 20 years old and younger. Those 20-year-olders guys, man, I always, I always kind of wonder what was the mix there because it said 20 and up, and, and I guess maybe it's the 19 and below. Uh, but they got to go in. And he goes, because the, the penal sentence their days, uh, because of the penal sentence, their days were dried up and their lives wasted away. You know what will happen in your life if you don't watch out? You'll waste your life away. I don't think I've wasted one day of my life. Not one. Uh, I mean, I've wasted some hours and some minutes and some other things, but I'm doing exactly what the Lord told me to do. And if, if I was here by myself, I'd still be doing the exact same thing. We had a lady when we first started the church, she's no longer here, and, and, uh, and she said, well, I can only get here on Wednesday nights. I said, ma'am, if, if you were the only one that came on Wednesday nights, it'd be you, me, and Beth. I said, that's, that's, I'm going to do exactly what I started doing 43 years ago. I'm not going to let it go. Uh, am I perfect? Of course not, man. I'm a mess. Uh, I got Andrew and Cassandra living with us now, and uh, if you ask them, they'll probably tell you how bad I am. So all you have to do is go ask them. They'll tell you the truth because they see it. Uh, they'll take, probably got videos and stuff too. <laughs> But I'm telling you, brother, now, he was sitting here, and he goes, for all our days are passed away in wrath. That's a lost person. Now, we aren't quite that way, but we spend our, our years as a tale that is told. And, and you have a, a life. Guess what? You're reading years of a man's life that's being told here. It's told for your benefit. It's told here in such a way that if you stop and look at it and say, okay, it's Isaac, and I know he's already gone, and he's at home with the Lord, but what, what can I glean from what Isaac did? Uh, he goes, 
yet not their days only, but their years flew by them. I'm 65 years old in a couple days. I don't even feel like I'm 65. I still feel like I'm 20. But my body is saying you're 69. Uh, I don't feel like I'm 65. And it's gone just like that. Just like that. Psalm 90 verse 10 or 9. It says, uh, uh, yet their days are only, uh, uh, yet not their days only, but their years flew by, and mine did, uh, by them like a a thought, swift as meditation, rapid, and I I like the way Spurgeon says stuff, and idle as as a gossip story. Sin has cast a shadow over all things and made the lives of the dying wanderers to be vain and brief. Do you know your life is brief? I mean, it's gone. And then I like David. David goes on, and I, I, I stop right there. But uh, your life is a, is, is a tale that's being told. That's what we're reading here. We're reading a tale that's being told. First case of blind. He's 137 years old. He's got another 43 years to go. Uh, but he's, he's blind. And I'll tell you what, when one of your senses, they always say when one of your senses go out, the others become, you get acute uh, sense on the other ones. Like if your hearing goes out, your vision, your touch and feeling. Uh, his obviously didn't do that too well. Uh, you never know the day of your death. You ought to be prepared. I think you should be prepared. Uh, it's a good lesson there. The torch is about to be passed, and Isaac is going to bless his firstborn son. And he never asked the Lord. I mentioned that. Never asked the Lord. Uh, when you make a decision, have you ever asked the Lord what to do? And that's the key to this whole thing in life. Well, things are going to go bad. I mean, you, you can't always, everything's not going to be perfect. I wish it was. I wish I could wake up and say, oh, every day for the last 65 years or 43 years since I've been saved, it's just been heavenly and blessed. And every, every morning I wake up and that's, that's childishness. That's not true. You know what life is? It's a pain in the neck is what it is. However, comma, I was talking to a brother, and, uh, brother Jake, and he was talking about being in the military. And there's some issues going on in the military right now that uh, is really, really tough. But guess what? The same issues are going on out in society. I could go to work at LexisNexis and have the same problems I got at, 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 uh, in the Air Force, Army, Navy, or Marines. I mean, I, same exact problems. So what are you going to do? You're just going to do the right thing. The torch is about to be passed. Never a mention. And he's just going to do it. I'm just going to bless him. And he just did not go to the Lord. And that's what he should have done. Uh, Jacob or Isaac, Abraham, his father, the Lord said, hey, Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. Okay. And the Lord told him to take him up on the side of the mountain and kill him. And he said, okay. You know what? The difference between Abraham and Isaac, Abraham was listening to the Lord and Isaac's listening to himself. He's not listening to the Lord. He was trained. Uh, the danger with second generation Christians is you're going to do what you think is right because you've never been exposed to the other stuff. The problem with a lot of us is I've been exposed to a lot of things I wish I never was exposed to. Those things put a healthy fear in my life. Some of you have never been exposed to stuff, and you don't know what fear is. You have no idea what fear is. And there's people out there who will take advantage of you in a heartbeat. My dad showed me that one. Uh, I couldn't believe some of the things he did, but he showed me how easy it is. They prey on people to come in. We, they, you look like a sucker. You look like a lollipop, man, when you walk in. They prey on you. They, they know how to get your money. That's what this whole government of the, our world's about. Anyway, uh, the torch is about to be passed. Esau was not the one that was supposed to get the blessing. He was not the man of faith. Uh, he was not the one God chose. Uh, God did not choose him because God looked at him. God's looking for a, a few good men. And I'm telling you what, there's going to be a few. 
Moses, and there's, there's going to be some trials and tribulations in your life uh, when, when he chooses somebody. Moses was chosen as a baby. Uh, he went and grew up in Pharaoh's house, 40 years old, thought he knew what was going on. He killed a man, got thrown on the backside of the desert for 40 years. 80 years later, he comes in to do what God says do. I know guys who go to Bible college and think just because I get out of Bible college, i got to have a ministry. Why? You can't guide your own life. Why would you guide somebody else's? I mean, you don't need to stop thinking about that thing for a while. Wait a minute. If I don't even know how to take care of me, how can I help somebody else? I was going to be a missionary in Croatia, and I was sitting over praying. The Lord said, hey, stupid. I'm like, yes, sir. That's me. I got you. My name isn't Mike. It's stupid. Got it. Why would you start a church? That's just a thought going through my head. Why would you start a church in Croatia? I'm like, isn't that what you want? Shouldn't I be a missionary? Did I tell you to be a missionary? I said, no, everybody else did. Duh. Uh, you won't even start a church in America. What makes you think you'll start one over here? I'm like, that's a good question. Well, let me think about that for a couple seconds. Hmm. You won't learn, the, you got to learn the language. You got to take care of your family. You got to figure out how to talk to other people. I went to Ro uh, Romania with Brother Willie Cosby. And this was after, this was before I went there. And I, I got the privilege of preaching in a church. And when I got done, I had an interpreter. And I don't know how the guy did it, because I can barely speak English. So he took hillbilly English and interpreted it into maybe hillbilly Romanian. I have no idea. But the guy came up, and he, was, he could speak English and Romanian. He goes, uh, he goes, that was a very good message, or however he says it. And I said, oh, thank you. He goes, he said, you, you had one message, but I heard two. I'm like, what? And what he was telling me is the interpreter was taking what I was saying and just changing it to whatever he wanted to say. I'm like, wait a second, man. That ain't right. So if you're in the crowd and you speak both languages, you caught it. But if you're a normal, everyday person, all he's doing is still preaching the same thing that everybody else preached down through there. And I'm sitting there going, you know, if I get over here in Croatia and I have to get an interpreter, how do I know that that interpreter is saying what I just said? And the Lord says, yeah, you ought to go back to your own people and start a church over in America. And you know what? I came over here and all of a sudden it went click, 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 right down the line. If the Lord don't tell you what to do, the, the motive or the thought may be good. Isaac, you gotta, your firstborn is Esau. And the Bible is clear. You, you do your firstborn, but you need to wait a while until the Lord tells you to do it. Isaac went to do something probably a little bit ahead of the gun. Uh, he was not, uh, Esau is a man of the uh, flesh. He's not a man of the faith. He sold his birthright for a bowl of beans. How much does what God give you? Uh, if you're living in a family, if you're raised in a church home family, and you're raised in a Christian home, I don't care how bad the Christian home you may think it is. Uh, if you're getting a, a steady diet of Jesus Christ Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday, uh, you're blessed. And you ought to thank God for that. Because there's a lot of places that you don't get nothing. Zero, and it gets negative, more and more negative. I thank God. Uh, my dad my dad wasn't the greatest example until after I got saved. And then down the road somewhere, he turned his life back over to Jesus Christ. But uh, after that, that's pretty much all he wanted to talk about was Jesus Christ. Uh, my mom is still having issues in life. Uh, but I tell you what, when I sit there and look at uh, what the Lord has done for me, and change, I, I'm thankful for just being an American. I could have been in some place where the Lord would never be mentioned. I could be raised and die and never know, know that he even existed. But here's, here's Isaac. Isaac is sitting here doing something. Uh, his son sold his birthright for a bowl of beans, and Isaac is going to bless him above Jacob. Jacob is not the best guy either now. Jacob's got some issues, lots of issues. 
Uh, Isaac only cared about what he saw. And that's a danger that we have. We see things and that's what we care about. It's the flesh. The flesh, you got to, man, I'll tell you what, you got to watch this flesh stuff because you'll buy stuff if you're honest. And you look at all the stuff you have, which I look at all the stuff I have. There's a lot of stuff that I buy that I buy as an impulse. And if I did not, if I, Beth always tells me, stay out of Kroger's and you won't buy woohoo stuff. And I'm like, well, it's really hard for me to walk in and see something marked way down and not buy it. Even if I don't need it. I mean, I just don't need it. But it's just a good deal. It's a danger. This is a danger. Your eyes, you've got to watch that thing. And the Lord gives us the Holy Spirit inside, and, and he gives you some strength in there, and you're supposed to be able to do that. Um, I walked into, I told you all about my cheesecake thing in Kroger's. Well, I walked into Walmart. I walk over there. Now, why I even do that? I walk right over where the cheesecakes are. And here's this cheesecake sitting here on clearance. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, God is not the author of confusion. There's no woohoo sticker on this one. It's just a clearance sticker. That isn't the one I'm supposed to have. It has to be out of Kroger's, I guess, because that's the only place you can get woohoo. That was the deal I made. If it has a woohoo sticker on it, then that's the one. The Lord says it doesn't have a woohoo sticker. It has a Walmart sticker. So I had to walk away. You say, what is it? That's strength. That's, that's, you got to do that stuff. <laughs> he cared only about what he saw and not what he couldn't see. Uh, in the Christian walk, what you're going to find out, and these men have gone years ago, I mean, three, four, five thousand years ago, three thousand years ago, thirty five hundred years ago, these men are already come and gone. Even though they lived a hundred, uh, he lived 137, you add 43 to that, 180 years, and he died. Uh, that's, that's a long, long time ago. These men are already gone, but we're still here, and there's lessons to be learned out of this thing. You have the same problem today that they had back then. It's just a different world. You see billboards going down the road, and those billboards say you've got to have this new car. I think, I think the electric cars are a joke. Now, I'm saying that from a technical technician's point of view. That's why I'm taking uh, Especially if you're in California, it's hilarious. Yeah, you can't have fossil fuels. You've got to have electric cars, but you can't charge them. Hmm. So that means you can't go nowhere. So don't turn your air conditioners on either. And you can't take the brush out of the forest because it has to burn down. I'm like, this place, that place is insane, man. Yet those people pretty much dictate what goes on in this whole country. And you, you wonder why it's a mess? It's, it's because of that right there. They do what they see. They're, they're flesh. Your flesh. You got to fight. Have you ever fought your flesh? Do you even fight it? Man, I, I just picked up some weight again. And I'm like, no way, man. I know what it costs me to get rid of that weight. I said, this stuff is going away. If I have to fast seven days and eat one, I'll do whatever it has to do. To... I'm telling you, brother, your eyeballs will see good deals or things you think. After I got off the diet, I remember all the stuff I like to eat. <laughs> so I started eating that stuff again. And it's like this. And I'm like, it's gone. It's gone. That's the flesh. You Just because you did something doesn't mean that it's going to come back. But, verse 2. And he told him, he said, behold, uh, and he said, behold, now I am old and the day of my death. Uh, and I know not the day of my death. And we don't. Uh, it, uh, Hebrews 9, 27 says, it's appointed a man wants to die. You never know when your days. Adam uh, didn't know when his was. Eve didn't know when hers was. Uh, Abel did not know when his was. And he thought he was just out in the field talking to his brother and his brother slew him. You never know what, what your time is going to be. <laughs> David had a little boy, and the boy died. You don't know what the time's going to be. 
Uh, Isaac doesn't know that, so he can't, and he can't see. So he, uh, he's he's in a, a between a rock and a hard place, and and his other senses are telling him he has to do something. And I couldn't imagine. I mean, I, I could see maybe losing my hearing or or touch or something, but boy, when you start losing your eyesight, you're sitting there in the dark, literally in the dark. Yeah. What do you do? Excuse me. What do you do? What do you do? How do you survive? How do you how do you do? We I mean, we want to point our fingers at people, but here's a man who's got to make a decision. Uh, at that point, it's easy to say, oh, he should have prayed to God. He should have, but he didn't. You know, it would be real easy for me to tell you where you mess up well, if you'd have done this. But maybe you did or maybe you didn't. You know what you need to do is say, okay, I'm going to stop right now, today. And I'm going to start this thing fresh right now. And I'm going to do the right thing right now. I can't do anything about what went on behind me. But maybe I can, I can start this thing and move forward and correct it. Uh, he can't see. Uh, he's in a place that others will now have to care for him. They have to uh, hand, take him around everywhere he goes. I don't know how bad his eyes were messed up, but uh, he could have said it was dimming, and I don't know if he's totally blind. Uh, he was never like this before, and uh, it was all brand new territory. His plan was to bless his son, but this was premature. He should have asked the Lord. Isaac should have asked the Lord. Uh, I could see Balaam. Here's Balaam over there in his ass, man. You, you, have you ever read some of these stories? A donkey's talking to you, and you don't see that that's, like, strange? I've had a lot of donkeys, but I've never had one talk to me. I mean, I've, you know, dogs never said anything either. Turtles, none of that stuff. A mockingbird, I mean, maybe they do some, but a donkey? And he's carrying on a conversation with a vocabulary and everything. I mean, really good conversation. And you don't think that's strange? You're, you're talking to the donkey. That's strange. I know you're beating the donkey. The donkey's asking you, why are you beating me? And you're talking to the donkey. Like it's not strange. Why didn't you say, oh, Lord, I've done something wrong here. This, this whole scenario here is, is of you. I was watching. I'm going to shut up right here. But I was watching a, a thing on Noah's Ark. And they got right to the edge of this thing. And they said Noah's Ark was, it was, it was, there's not enough water on the face of the planet. These were scientists were saying. There's not enough water on the face of the planet, inside the planet, anywhere you go. There's not enough water to cover this planet all the way around. It is, it doesn't exist. It can only be supernatural. And since it's not, it has to be here. It was not a global flood. It was just a local flood. So we have to change the Bible and all the stories in there to get all this stuff right. And I'm like, no, you're a moron. You were right on the edge of that thing, and you just couldn't say it was God. You know what salvation is? Yeah. It's just that. If you go to 1 Corinthians, go to 1 Corinthians 15, and I'm going to tell you right here. Here's the difference, and this will go right back to what Isaac's doing right here. 1 Corinthians 15, and we will stop right here. And Jerry won't even ring the bell. He's got two minutes before he can ring that bell. And I think I'm going to beat him to it. 15, 51. Moreover, brethren, 1 Corinthians 15:1, Paul's writing, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I have preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein I stand. This is what Paul believes. By which also ye are saved if. That if is probably one of the greatest ifs in my Bible right there. If ye keep in memory what I've set, preached unto you. You know what's wrong with a lot of people? They come to see salvation. You say salvation is easy. All you got to do is name it and claim it. Yeah, just get them to say a prayer. And they got, That's not salvation. Salvation is coming up to that wall right there and crossing over that thing. The hardest thing you'll ever do is cross over that thing. If you just said a word or two, you better, I like he says, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. I like verses like that. You better check yourself out. 
you come over that edge, man, you get right on that edge, and they, I watch these people do it all the time, and they back right back down. Salvation is right there in front of you, and you get it, or you back back down. If you get it, you go over on the other side, and when you go over on the other side, all of a sudden you get something on the other side that you never had before, and you now know what that thing is. And I'm like, this is different than over there. Somebody who's really saved knows the difference on both sides. I talk to people sometimes, and it's almost like they only know this one side. You know what Isaac does? He only knows this one side. He didn't. You, me, after the cross, have got something on this side that Isaac, Isaac, like David said, the spirit would come on and go off of him. Isaac probably had the Lord around him all the time, but he didn't have what we have. Isaac is sitting here, and you got to cut him some slack, but the Lord gave the story to us for a reason. Isaac should have asked the Lord, and so should we. You should never do anything without, I mean, major things in your life. You should not do anything. Uh, because it may, if you do it instantaneously, everything instant, like instant taters, man. Instant taters, I don't think they're taters. But, but they're in a box, and they say mashed potatoes, and they're instant, and you do, and we think, oh, that's fine. No, I like, I like frying them, cooking them, boiling them. I like them just about any way that you take a tater. You start with a tater, and you may take that tater. I don't care how bad the tater looks, man. You, a bad tater still tastes good when it's cooked. I cook them all the time, man. I got to stay away from them. Uh, but you do, you keep doing that. David, David thought, uh, or uh, let's see, let me get here. No one, no one is like this. He's new territory. His plan was to bless his son. He didn't ask the Lord. David's thought uh, that he was about to die several times. But David always asked for that. I mean, he got me. But I still got a minute. David, David did the same thing, but the Lord, David would always go to the Lord and say, Lord, should I? Lord, should I not? What should I do? And the Lord said, run. And David run. The Lord said, stand up and fight him. And David would stand up and fight him. Uh, David, between David, when you start getting out to where David's at, he shows you exactly how to get it. If God's not a respecter of any person, guess what? He'll answer every question you got. He may not answer it in the time frame you want, but the answer's coming. If he said, come boldly unto the throne of grace, that means come boldly unto the throne of grace. If you ask for something, and even if you ask something and it's wrong, if you wait, God will show you where that thing is wrong. Amen. Or he'll show you where it's right. And, it, and if it's something that he wanted to do right now, he'll say, hey, Mike, this is what I want you to do right now. So you won't have a doubt about it. But if it's something that you want to do, there's nothing wrong with wanting to do stuff. I want to go in the Navy. It took me 12 years to get in the Navy. From the time I was 10 to the time I was 22, I could not get in the Navy. But when, when the Lord finally told me to go in the Navy, I was in like that. When he opened the door, I didn't even know it was him. I just did whatever I, that he, I felt like, man, there's something's telling me to go over and join the Navy. I'm going to go join the Navy. And when I look back on that thing and I started seeing the hand of God through that whole thing, uh, it, when he's ready to do what he wants to do, he can do what he wants to do, however he wants to do it, with whom he wants to do it with. <laughs> When you do it on your own, you're going to mess that thing up every time. You know what the lesson is in Isaac's life? Don't do it that way. Sometimes your wife, maybe, maybe Rebecca did tell him, uh, Isaac, Jacob is supposed to be the guy. Well, you know, praise God, hallelujah, I'm the man here. I'm the man. And the man always makes the wrong decision. No, the, a man always makes the decision. I've done this for years like this, and it's, my daddy did it too. No, your daddy did it with the Lord. And you didn't. And what this is going to do is it's going to mess up Jacob. And he's going to spend 20 years on the backside of the desert somewhere because they didn't do it the right way. 
Bob Jones said, I started saying it, said, do right. Do right. No matter how, no matter what the sun does, the moon, or anything, do right till the stars fall. Do right. And if you do right, guess what? It'll work out right in the end. And if it doesn't work out on this side of glory, guess what? It'll work out on the other side. That's all I get to. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. And Lord, uh, I know I probably spent a little bit of time on